This is Upstate's HealthLink on air. Linda Cohen here with you. Well, during the 2016 State of the Union address, President Obama called on Vice President Biden to lead a new national moonshot initiative to eliminate cancer as we know it. And the White House has announced a new $1 billion initiative to jumpstart this work. Here to tell us more about this historic undertaking and his role in it is Dr. Leszek Kutula. He's Associate Professor of Urology and of Biochemistry and Molecular Biology at Upstate Medical University, and he's the Associate Director for the Basic and Translational Research Program at the Upstate Cancer Center. Welcome, Dr. Kutula. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. So help us understand why this is such an historic undertaking. What's happening in cancer research today that paves the way for something like this? I think there are uh, several um, issues here that makes it such a big uh, event or happening. We have made a huge progress towards the cancer um, treatment, understanding how, how cancer come about, as well as this investment is huge. Um, it involves also uh, many different levels of participation, so, uh, private um, sources, industry, government, and, and uh, pa uh, patients advocacy groups are joining the, the efforts to uh, double the rate of uh, cancer uh, diagnosis, treatment, and prevention efforts. So it's interesting because I, I think I read somewhere that as many as 600,000 people die of cancer in this country annually. Yes, that's correct. But there's been some major progress in terms of There's been major cures. progress because the, uh, we, actually cancer researchers have progressed so much. We're actually um, saving a lot of people by current therapies. But still, a lot of need to be done. So that's why this, this uh, Cancer Moonshot Initiative is so important. It's actually a billion dollars, $200 million in 2016 and about $800 million in 2017. So in a very short time, there's a lot of money being poured into uh, this initiative. Yeah. And the other thing is, it's what about this time in history? I mean, you've mentioned that we've come a long way. We're poised in a lot of ways, and the fact that it's also this idea of it's across disciplines, it's, it's this idea of trying to get all partners kind of on the same page, pulling together in one direction, all of those things. But what has happened in cancer research lately that kind of is, it's almost like an inflection point. It's a time where we, we really see that the opportunity is to be seized. There's been a huge progress in understanding mechanisms of cancer through bioinformatics. Also, immunotherapy has made a huge progress, and uh, uh, there are some exciting news for uh, different types of treatment of cancer using immunotherapy. So, so people have realized, researchers and uh, advocacy groups have realized this is the time to invest. This is the time to come together, share data easier and better, combine our resources, um, government wants to help us to uh, publish and access the data easier. And, and to share data. To share the data. And which it's, is cru crucial. Absolutely. Because this is absolutely critical time to be able to share the data quickly so we can then uh, be able to make progress much faster. In other words, as opposed to being in competition, it's collaboration. Exactly, because because when we, I mean, this is a, cancer is a very complicated disease, actually it's a multiple diseases, 
It's a very hard problem to tackle by one laboratory, by one researcher. We need to combine both dis disciplines and resources to be able to, uh, to answer you know, the, qu the critical questions in cancer. So what, there is a thing that they developed called the Cancer Moonshot Task Force. Do you know much about that, what they're doing with that? So, so there, is a, there is a group of people that um, is sifting through the ideas, the critical ideas that need to be prioritized to be tackled first. And there is a number, both the, the number of initiatives involve uh, both the government, private uh, in, industry. Uh, industry, as well as cancer advocacy uh, groups to come together and, and, and propose... Uh, um, prioritize. Prioritize and propose what needs to be done first. Mm -hmm. For example, some of the ideas uh, are expediting access to cancer compounds through the uh, National Cancer Institute resources. Okay, another idea is making clinical trials accessible, more accessible to patients. But patient participation in clinical trials is critical because the drugs cannot be moved to therapy unless they, are, they go through the very rigorous clinical trials and are being evaluated for toxicity and, and treatment efficacy. Efficacy, right. So another thing, we have so much data that we covered so, uh, already from um, drug treatments and so on. And we need to learn how this, how to analyze this data better and faster. So we we want to in, uh, increase computing power to not to analyze the data better and faster. So and to and share it to across. share it with others as well. There is lots of cancer genomic data. There, there are uh, ideas about opening resources that through which many different types of researchers can access this data to use to use the data in their to research. To almost have like, um, I don't want to say a single data bank, but to have access, multiple access points for researchers all across the spectrum to uh, be able to access the data. And um, there are many um, um, initiatives that will link, uh, for example, the um, uh, current uh, funding agency, private funding agency, uh, uh, to work together um, to share the data, to obtain more funds for the for their grant initiatives and so on. So, so uh, almost every uh, cancer-related foundation is participating in this initiative wow. and pledged to double their um, funding uh, for research and for grants. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Upstate's HealthLink on air. I'm Linda Cohen here with urologist and cancer researcher, Dr. Leszek Gatula. We're talking about the new cancer moonshot and um, his role, actually, in this effort. So I know I, I came upon something that was very interesting, that in the um, Department of Health and Human Services alone, they're going to be, they, they've outlined very specific goals, one of which is prevention and cancer vaccine development. So is that something that's a new idea, or is that the whole idea of vaccines something that is has been on the forefront? Vaccines against cancer. So we, we uh, the acceleration of the knowledge about vaccines is huge in the last 10 years. And there have been some fantastic uh, developments from uh, glioblastoma. And we all know about Joe Biden's son who died from glioblastoma. He failed the therapy. However, there, the same therapy uh, successfully treats many, many patients. So um, this excitement about vaccines uh, is uh, yet there will be more money for, for research uh, using vaccines. We need to understand better how to treat different types of cancer using this. Uh, and we need patient participation. 
Therefore, this is so, so important for us. And also, there's a real effort for early cancer detection. I mean, I, that, that seems like a, you know, a very important thing to be able to perhaps detect biomarkers earlier on before a cancer becomes out of control. Yeah, so, so both we want to understand both the, the factors that lead to cancer, right? So we need to understand the uh, epidemiology of cancer better. So the epidemiology, yes. On the on the on the on the, on a much bigger level, we need pa patient participation and population participation, understanding these risks. So there are there are some um, initiatives in, relate to um, gathering the people's data on uh, through the computer family histories exactly what yes. they've experienced with certain treatment protocols how it how yes. it relates and to and also mine that data and also information for f phase one clinical trials to be able to so patients could read about and know the results much faster so we can then in get enrolled in phase two and phase three trials i also read that it was interesting that they're trying to also increase access for underserved populations to cancer therapies that might not have been right. able to get them before. That's another component of this. Exactly, and one of the populations we know that um, veterans administration is 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 really a huge part of that of that initiative. Through that, um, with uh, the more uh, veterans will be um, will be able to access information about clinical trials and participate in clinical trials. All, also. Uh, we will, we, we're going to involve patients, underserved population, in more studies through that uh, initiative. The big watchword that I hear all the time now in cancer research is, you know, immunotherapy, immunotherapy. I mean, you know, you think about Jimmy Carter is the kind of the poster child for having beaten so-called his, his um, cancer, um, you know, using immunotherapy. So... That seems to be a very big, strong push to to try to understand how that would work. But also these combination therapies, the idea of doing these personalized, targeted therapies. What's going on in that arena? So, so, so the the whole idea about uh, personalized uh, cancer therapy is 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 very important. So, the we treat every patient as a. a as as a as one, right? a unique we, a unique, unique individual. As, as as unique individual, we want to understand everything about that patient. So the basically the the the, the therapy is tailored to, to that particular patient. All the changes that happen in the tumor and outside the tumor and their own genetic makeup. Exactly. So it involves. So because of that initiative, it, it's multidisciplinary uh, approach to patients, understanding what's going on and, and uh, adjusting the treatment to, to, to that patient and combining multidisciplinary approach in the diagnosis and treatment is the key for that. Uh, so who, who are the elements of this multidisciplinary team that you would mention? In other words, besides um, a medical input, are there geneticists? I mean, who else work on that type of a team? Oh, well. You, you start with the uh, primary care doctor who contacts the, uh, uh, the specialist. The oncologist. And then you have surgeons working together I with see. radiation oncologists, speciali uh, specialists involving the, the specific discipline. In my case, it would be urologist or a breast cancer specialist that would uh, then meet together and, and, and plan the, the specific treatment. 
So basically, they're getting everyone involved. I even read that the FDA is going to be playing a role. I mean, it seems like on such a broad scale, this is kind of a full court press, as we say, to to basically try to get our arms around cancer in a really comprehensive way. Yeah, you mentioned FDA is actually very, very important because of what um, FDA plays a regulatory role in moving the uh, very promising drugs into treatment. So... That's why we have a very, uh, uh, if we, if we uh, in decrease the time for the regulatory review, then we'll be able to move the drugs to treatment much, much faster. And, and in order to decrease it, you don't want to do it in a risky way, but you yes. need to have the FDA yes. financially supported adequately to do the job. So those cancer-targeted drugs will be reviewed faster so they can get to patients much faster. So in the little bit of time we have left, what are you doing here in your role as part of this whole initiative? So I'm, I'm, I'm a researcher, primary researcher in, in urology, and my focus is prostate cancer. We've developed very interesting uh, findings in, in prostate cancer diagnosis. and we Are you uh, looking for biomarkers, that kind of so thing? So this includes a, a, a biomarker which we recently published. It's a wave complex, uh, and we think that by understanding the wave complex role, we can predict the bad cancers, bad prostate cancer though very, very early. So if you can predict some someone who would die from their prostate cancer as opposed to someone who could outlive their prostate cancer, that alone would be a huge contribution. Exactly. And so the, yes. the point is that, that you, you would be one of these soldiers in the field, so to speak, using these funds as part of this kind of initiative to, to you know, to pr promote your cause, but your cause is part yes. of the larger cause. And I work cause. As in a team. I work in a team with my with Gennady Braslavsky, who is in charge of urology here, with uh, Dr. Bogart, who is in charge of Upstate Cancer Center, and we work together on uh, on to to uh, further this uh, to further this, this effort. Thank you yes. so much. This is incredible and so exciting. My guest has been um, my guest has been Dr. Leshik Katula, associate professor of urology, biochemistry, and molecular biology at Upstate Medical University, and the associate director for the basic and translational research program at the Upstate Cancer Center. I'm Linda Cohen. You're listening to Upstate's HealthLink on Air. <laughs>